When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't know if we thank Eli Braden for that theme last week. I like to thank him every week because it really is what people, and I take this as a total compliment. People describe that as the best 60 seconds of our show every week. It, well, it, I'll say it's beautiful. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. It's really beautiful. I appreciate that Eli Braden took time out of his writing songs about Robin Quiver's Robin, tits. Robin <laughs> To just, you know, but I get that. Like, I, I don't know about you. Well, I wouldn't use your guess, but sometimes, you know, you want to write a drama after writing comedy for such a long, you know, you want to, you want to yeah, challenge. Of course. Yourself. I mean, that's uh, part of it. Welcome to Doing It with Danny and Jenny. I am uh, Danny Zucker, as you all know. I am Jenny Johnson. Probably slightly less famous is uh, my co-host, Jenny... Jenny Johnson. Johnson. Not Jenny Craig, not Jenny Jones. <laughs> well, you're I'm looking, often confused with. Yes. You're looking svelte. Oh, thank you. Bless them. Yeah. Look yeah. Good. Stress. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and today, boy, you could have picked any day to listen to this podcast. I mean, really, you could have. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know how many we've done, 50. So you could have picked one of 50 days to listen to this podcast, but you picked the right one today. Yeah. We have what I would call an entertainment tour, if you will. Ooh, can you spell that? No, uh, not without spell check, but my writer's assistant could. But we're talking about a screenwriter, a showrunner, show creator. I mean, he, this is a guy who's brought you such things as the Harold and Kumar movies and the final American Pie. And I read Wikipedia. Oh, that's just what I did in <laughs> preparation for this. Um, and of course, the brilliant Cobra Kai. Yes. That um, is, we're going to get into. Please give a warm doing it with Danny and Jenny welcome to the great John Hurwitz. And we'll throw yes. it Yes. I have to wow. applaud because I, I'm very much fangirling over all of this. I I'm, love it. I'm fanboying over all this right now. This is, uh, this is awesome for me. I'm a fan of both of you. So it's oh, exciting great. to be out here. Who more? I mean, and it's fine. I mean, you Ooh, talk. <laughs> that's, that's, it's, I would, I, it's tough. I would say, I don't know, your rivalry with Trump has, you know, <laughs> That's so, pretty legendary. Yeah. I know, but I don't know. I mean, but, I had a uh, Jenny, rivalry Jenny, with Chris Brown. Was that? that let me put it this way. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm. That's it's also Chris very, Jay. very good. Yeah, <laughs> and they're about the same. I would I, put Chris I, Brown I, and Trump in the same category. I have. I don't know. I don't know who I'd rather have as my president. At the end of the day, <laughs> I, I, either one is about the same. She was more successful though, because she got Chris Brown to quit Twitter for a very long time. Uh, I was never. I was never as successful. You did yeah. the opposite. You literally yeah. drove. You made it worse. <laughs> I, 
I probably made him, gave him the confidence to make this run in Road America. I you probably yeah. made yes. him president, truth be told. Yeah. God damn it. I've heard John Lovett talk about this on Pod Save America because he wrote a lot of those jokes about <laughs> that Obama did about Trump that many people say was the moment. I don't believe that. Uh. But, uh, uh, but John, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, this uh, is... This is just so like very exciting. And I can't wait to jump in and ask you a million questions because I feel like your love of Karate Kid that now how now you're or how I'm 42. How old are you? I am 42. I'm turning 43 next week. So Okay. So yes. we have we're from the same era when Karate Kid came out where you just equally is blown away. Oh, of course. I mean I, I always say that. The moment when, you know, in the movie where uh, Mr. Miyagi reveals to Daniel that the chores were him teaching karate, like, blew my mind. I was a kid in a movie theater at, like, I don't know, six, seven years old. Right. So it's like, it's the first time I experienced that kind of thing in a movie theater. It was awesome. It it truly was. And where did you grow up? I grew up in New Jersey, and then I lived in Pittsburgh for seven years, and then back in Jersey. Okay, Danny, yes. also a Finally, Jersey boy. Jersey in the house. We have so many guests from Texas where she freaks out about this. And yeah, and Daniel San was from New Jersey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and he went out there. And I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit older than you, but I also was I was I was slower than you guys were. So I still appreciated the idea that him wax I, when when it came out that waxing the car was a move. That was mm-hmm. a that was very. Uh, and I was very, you know, I was like surprised. I, I was very disappointed when I came out to, when I moved out to California, that everybody wasn't super into karate. Cause that became like, I, I thought like, wow, these guys are re-, like, everywhere you go, it's karate, karate, karate. And it, it seems to have only taken place in the world of that movie. I think like, you're in the wrong circles. I think yeah. you're just in the wrong circles. This is, I mean, for me, it's, that's all that's happening. Is so. It is? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's one of those things that for me, like, I've never taken a karate class in my entire life. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't really until, you know, making this show where I started like noticing that literally every strip mall has a, a martial arts studio. It's yeah, insane. I think, I, think my, I think one of my kids did karate for a day. Mine too. And, and that was about my experience in New Jersey too. I always thought like, this would be cool. I'm going to do karate for a day. And it was, and like after a day, I was like, Oh fuck this! What it's just, just oh. a lot of time falling down. I I had when I saw the movie and everything, and, and I played like every I played sports. I took dancing, gymnastics, whatever extracurricular shit. I did it. I had to take karate. Like I saw that movie, and I was like, I have mm-hmm. to do this. That was the only time. Like sitting at the kitchen table, my parents were like, Yeah, you're just gonna have to ride your bike to that. We're not even gonna mm-hmm. take you. And then we know what a shit show this is about to be. And I would ride my bike. I, <laughs> this is true. At the Academy of Martial Arts in Bay City, Texas, I'd put on my fucking uniform, ride my bike, and then just go there and be like, okay, before we get started, no one hit me, okay? I just don't want nice. to get hit. <laughs> Can so I you're, just... like, you're, you're like Dimitri. Dimitri from the show. <laughs> you have the same kind I, of mentality. I related more to Dimitri than I wish I did. <laughs> like, uh... I was watching it. I was like, I wish that I, I had more, you know, uh, you know, you know, I, I was like, I, God, I really wish I was more not like, uh, yeah, but that's more me, 100%. No, I, I feel that for me, like, you know, all the characters that, that us in the writer's room that we all 
that we all love to write for, that we connect with, are the characters that the audience thinks are the biggest pieces of shit. At the end of the day, it's like Dimitri, Anthony, you know, Daniel's son. You know, oh, yeah. it's like all, all, you know, all the characters that like are really like me at my core are the ones that people hate. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. But every time, like, like taking it, and and I got to, I think it was like Purple Belt or something like that, and I just remember oh, wow. all I. Well, that's not very exciting, really. I thought, yeah, it, it I was. No, like cool. I, was I like I liked Purple, mm-hmm. so I was happy about just like sure ending at Purple Belt, but and Prince. I, I'm <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but I would listen like. I don't know if y'all would do this when you watch a movie and it's like the soundtrack to it was oh yeah the soundtrack to that was just you'd hear it and all of a sudden you were like fucking there you're in it you know like you're it would pump me up so fucking much to hear just the everything about that i would watch the track and listen to the cassette tape i'm like fucking do it and then i'd get to karate and go don't hit me yeah I, I, i very much relate to that it didn't pan out in my head. Like what I saw in my head was not what happened just, on the map. Just from the Genesis, because I'm always fascinated with, with this. Like when you when you had the idea for this and you, you sort of came up, first of all, I, wanna, I, I do want to talk about the notion because to me, it is the genius of like switching heroes on, um, it, it is such like a, it's such a brilliant thing that like the seminal moment in one person's life is also the the moment. I, Cause I think we all have those, th- I, I know I have that. Like I had a, I had yeah. a moment in like, if I, if it didn't go my way, I think my life would, the confidence that I would have lost in that moment would, could, could have like cascaded. And, and and then and then this. How did you have that? What, what do you remember? What sort of led to that? I mean, obviously the love for that. But when you were when you're talking about this with your partner, you know, it's it's interesting. Like for for me personally, because it's myself and my partners Hayden Schlossberg and Josh Heald. And uh, you know, for me, I've had this love of Billy Zabka since in, being in high school. Uh-huh. And it was and it was Hayden did as well. We went to high school together actually, and. Like I remember in high school, it wasn't just the Karate Kid. It was the fact that he played an asshole in Just One of the Guys and Back to School and right. one of the vacation Hot Tub movies. Time Machine. <laughs> yeah, eventually Hot Tub Time Machine. But you know, like you know, back in the eighties, like or, or I guess it was in the in the nineties when you know I was you know in high school and watch watching those movies over and over again on HBO. I you know the the comedy fan in me thought there was something hilarious about how he was just this asshole in all these movies. And so much so that like, I remember being at, at like my project graduation, which is like you graduate and then you stay up all night and you're in like a, a JCC together yeah. Yeah, and that <laughs> That's kind of true. thing. And I had like a fingerless glove that I was wearing at the project graduation, giving people wedgies like Billy's character from Just One of the Guys. And uh-huh. I, when I went to college, my freshman year in college, I like learned how to make web pages. So I made one for the Mets, which I'm a huge Mets fan, and one for uh-huh. my group of friends at school, uh, in high school, and uh, you know, another, uh, you know, one for you know, another favorite movie. And then there was one that was Billy Zapka. Like literally, like I've loved him forever like I just thought there was something really funny about him and then you know Hayden and Josh um, loved him for similar reasons that I did but we also separate of that love the Karate Kid the way Jenny does and the way that you you do and the way everyone all over the world does and we always thought there was something hilarious about there's like this you know karate gang 
in a high school that's terrorizing people. This wasn't the football team in this yeah. movie. Every every other movie back then, it was the football team. Of course. So this was this a was like a, a karate gang that's just terrorizing people, and it was really funny. So in any case, you know, fast forward, Hayden and I sell the screenplay. We moved to LA. We're 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 living out here. Josh Heald moves out. Uh, he, Josh, I met freshman year in college, and he moves to LA as well. And our lifestyle was sort of like we'd write all day, and then we would all hang out at night and watch movies. And we got the uh, the DVD for like it was a Karate Kid special feature or, or Karate Kid special edition DVD. And in it, there were interviews, behind the scenes interviews, and there was an interview interview with Billy Zapka where he was talking about how you know, his approach to the Karate Kid was that he was not the villain of the movie, that he was just another kid in high school who like, you see, he says at the beginning, he's like, I got one year to make it work. He's trying to turn over a new leaf. He's trying to get back together with his girlfriend. And then this new kid moves to town and sort of like interrupts that whole thing for him. And, you know, he viewed himself as the hero of his own story. And it was one of those things that got me thinking, you know, I, I'm around that time, I, I was starting to think about you know, people from my own high school, like the bullies from my high school, the people who were jerks and, <clears throat> and started to have the perspective a little bit more as a young adult that, wow, that kid had a rough life at home. That kid yeah. had a tough situation going on. So it really started back then where the three of us actually were talking about it as a movie. We were like, maybe we should go turn, make this as a, try to get this made as a movie. But we had enough experience in the film business pretty quickly to realize, oh, wait, no, they, that, that will never happen. They're, they're going to want to reboot it or they're going to want to, they're yeah, not going to yeah. put Ralph, Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka in a movie together. Yeah. And then it was, it was, you know, then the Jaden Smith movie happened. We're like, okay, well, that's dead. That's never going to yeah. happen. And then some more time passed and didn't look like a sequel for that was happening. And suddenly, you know, where, you know, you start to see the way the streamers were, were making, uh, a movie, a show like Fuller House. I remember driving on Sunset and seeing a billboard and seeing Kimmy Gibbler on a billboard for yeah. Fuller House. And I was like, this was no disrespect to Kimmy, Kimmy Gibbler. I like Kimmy Gibbler. I was a fan and she deserved yeah. to be on a billboard. But it was one of those things where I was like, well, if she could be on a billboard. Ralph Macchio and Billy Zapka could be on a billboard. Absolutely. And Johnny Lawrence. So that's when we said, you know what, let's, let's pursue this. Let's see if we can actually like get the rights to, to Karate Kid and we knew Billy Zapka a little bit by then. Josh Heald worked with him on Hot Tub Time Machine. Yeah, we okay. got to know him then as well. And we're just like, let's let's see if this could happen. And we we chased it down and got you know got approvals and got the guys. And how was it to get? I, I had an experience. Uh, I never like to do this because but but I French many years ago about like. I don't know, like 15 years ago, I was working on a, a, a treatment for something where I wanted to do Ferris Bueller now with, sure. with the cast, but his life has not turned out because obviously that guy is going to have like, a, like, and he's like, and, and he's still doing the shtick, but everybody else is like having a much better life than he was. And as I started to inquire, the, John Hughes was very like, I don't want you to fuck with my character. Like the, the estate was very precious with the character. So I said, ah, I'll, I'll move on. And then I saw yours and I thought like, okay, well they got it. They did exactly what I wanted to do. So I'm never going to do it. And it's better in yours. But how were you nervous? Like how far down the road had you gotten before you got approval? You know, it was one of those things where we're like, okay, well let's, let's come up with the plan for what the, the series is. We found out first and foremost that we're like, well, who has the rights? And we found out Will Smith's company, Overbrook, controlled the rights. Oh, wow. So oh, we're like, yeah, because of the Jaden movie. So we're like, okay, if we could like have a meeting over there and we had a meeting set up with Caleb Pinkett, who uh, 
uh, it was an executive over there. And we're just like, okay, uh, we went into the meeting thinking, okay, like they're probably thinking they have like, you know, the feature side with Jaden still in development for a sequel. We got to convince him that like, you could do two things like, you know, in, in the superhero universes, they do that, they do TV, they do film, you know, we could convince them of both, but we also were just like, well, what are the, we don't know how much they care about the original Karate Kid or if they just kind of, you know, yeah. were doing it for Jaden. So was it, was it just uh, the three of you in the meeting? It was the three of us. At this point, it was, at this point, it was just the three of us. Okay. Because we wanted to see, we wanted to get the rights first before okay. we went to Billy and Ralph to okay. like get, to make sure that we were approaching them about something that could be reality. Right. So we ended up pitching to Caleb. And I remember we were just sort of like spitfire, like talking for like 45 minutes straight. And he's there and he's like smiling and, and enjoying it and like not taking any notes, but just sort of listening. And then after we finished, he's just like, okay. He's like, I love this. I love this. I love this. And he starts going off for like 20 minutes of like, he remembered like my, like minor character names that we mentioned a half hour ago. He's got like this amazing memory That's and amazing. just like, and yeah. And he's just like, uh, like, was just like, I'm into this. Like, I definitely want to do it. I'm going to make this happen over here. So he like, whatever, whoever he spoke to internally at his company, he's like, I got the rights. And he's like, oh, and I'll take care of, I think the, uh, the Weintraub estate, you know, also had a, had a Jerry Weintraub, wow. uh, his estate had some degree of, the, of the, uh, the rights as well. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get the, the rights there. Then it was about us going to Sony and we pitched it. And the, the frustrating thing about it is the show we consider it's a comedy, but it's also a drama. Like the Karate Kid was a drama, mm -hmm. but we were like comedy guys. And like, you know, so it was going to be hard for us to like pitch to the drama department. But if we pitch to the comedy department, we're afraid that they're not going to get what we're pitching. And yeah. I remember we pitched it there and they were like, okay, well, like the sound is great, but like, if you get the guys, if you get the guys, then yeah, yeah then we're in. So uh, we, we took Billy Zabka to, uh, to lunch at, we said, hey, we have this project we just want to talk to you about. Let's, let's get together. And we go to Don Cuco's uh, yeah. in, the, in, in uh, Burbank or around yeah. there. And we sit down and we start explaining to him our, our, our idea. And it was just, it just blew his mind. This entire lunch, he was just like, like wait, wait, so wait, you have the rights? Because he's, <laughs> he's always wanted to like, explore this character more this sure. is an ex the, the billy is as you, you've seen the show he's yeah. an insanely he's insanely talented guy he, yeah, but he's a, a phenomenal he's a, actor <laughs> yeah, he's an incredible actor and like yeah. I, not only is he a great actor but he's a great filmmaker like he was nominated for an academy award for a short movie that he was involved with and he oh, also cool. like he's he's a guy like on set who like will have some like uh, you know a PA like filming our screens whenever he's doing fight scenes, and the next uh -huh. day he'll co he'll come in with like his scene cut together, like his fight scene oh, wow. cut together, and, like on his phone, and he's like, I just he's like, look at this moment, like I just kind of missed right here, so like I would trim it right, like he's already like thinking wow. like micromanaging like his moments. So, so in any case, backing up to the story, we pitch him this idea, and he's just like, he's like, I'm I'm blown away, I can't believe this, I'm definitely in if we could but you got to get ralph and that's going to be the tough one so we end up basically flying ourselves to new york to get ralph because i don't think sony like thought that this was going to happen yeah so so that we just flew ourselves to new york and we, we put ourselves up and we ended up having a three and a half hour lunch with him <laughs> where we ex like we, we were well prepared we was knew he, what, what, what was he, cause I can honestly see Zafka getting like 
I could see like if I were him and I'm finally getting to explore this character that people, like a misunderstood character in his mind. I, I mean, I could see that blowing his mind. What was it? Because well, what you have to pitch to Ralph Macchio in this case is not that exactly. You, you're pitching at least, you know, I know there's development of that character, but at least at first he's, you're playing him as like, he's, you know, he, he, it's not that he's a villain, but he's sort of like that big fish in a small pond. He's, the, he's mm -hmm. become the thing he, he thought he was fighting against. And did, exactly. did Billy go with y'all? No, Billy didn't go. Okay. Billy wasn't there with us. He okay. was like, he's like, good luck. He's like, oh. good luck. <laughs> you know, Thanks, he, yeah, Billy. No, he, no, and, he, and he was going to be supportive, but he was like, good luck, you know. So. Well, but did Ralph, how did Ralph take, what so, was his so, thought? So Ralph, so like we had watched enough interviews with Ralph, like uh -huh. to know like who, the, the man that he is. And he's a very smart, thoughtful guy who, who cares a lot about the Karate Kid and cares that like he doesn't ruin the legacy of that franchise. And like, uh -huh. you know, it, it, so it was important to him that if he was gonna, you know, step back into the gi, that he was doing it for the right reasons and not just sort of like, okay, I'm just trying to make some money. Right. Um, it, it's really gotta be something that like was special for him. And I think that we, our logic, just putting ourselves in his shoes. And it's interesting because it's a similar exercise to like when we got Neil Patrick Harris way back when for Harold and Kumar. Okay. And so you, you try to like think to yourself, like, okay, what, 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 what is their problem? What are they probably thinking? And, Ralph over the years had been approached a million times about probably things like the karate man and hey, you're a dad now yeah. and you've got, yeah. you know, you're, and it's like the same kind of thing as opposed to something that feels fresh and different. Yeah. So we, you know, we explained to him like, you know, he's, and he's Johnny Lawrence's antagonist. Like the truth of the matter is like they're antagonists for one another. They always have yeah. been, but now, but because we're going in through the Johnny Lawrence side, it's a different shade for you. You're not doing the same exact thing. You're playing the same character, but in a different time in his life, having made it. And now Johnny is the underdog and you're the success. Yeah. And so it's embracing that. And the second, second thing that we leaned into that was very, very important to him was that Mr. Miyagi was still a big part of the show. And that right. like, there was an impact on his life because of Miyagi to this day. And what we said to him, which we thought was, really the, the difference maker was this is a Daniel LaRusso in a, a the, the first time we're seeing a Daniel LaRusso without Mr. Miyagi's guidance there for him. This Miyagi has passed. Yeah. And now you're sort of like trying to, you know, navigate adult life and you don't have your guiding force there with you. And yeah. how are you able to sort of, you know, go through the challenges of that? What what you did, I, I mean, I have to compliment. I I just could not love the series enough. But the the character development is so impressive. Like the way that each person, the way that you took Daniel and took, you know, like you made, you know, he was the good guy in Karate Kid, and he did all the right things, which made him successful. Johnny was not, you know, the good guy, and it shows you what happens when you're a bully. Like you know, like everybody seems to get what's coming to them but the I, the flashbacks and <laughs> are some of my favorite things and then the little easter eggs y'all leave like pat's towing was mm -hmm. that was that a nod yeah. to mr yeah. miyagi pat it was and, it definitely was and what i mean i have to say like because danny you know too both of our dads passed away from cancer yeah. prostate cancer and that episode in the body bag uh, oh my god that was like one of the most emotional things because i knew you know that 
uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Rob, Rob, Rob Garrison, yeah. Rob Garrison, when he, you know, he had passed away. Now, I want to know, like, how, when you approach the old guy, you know, the old gang, what was their reaction to that? Like, well, the first and foremost, Billy is still in touch with all those guys. Like, they're very good friends. Like, mm -hmm. this is a group of guys who, like, spent, I don't know, a good, like, four, five, six months together because back then, like, you know, there was actual time that the studio would yeah. spend on like rehearsals and training and stuff <laughs> like that in a real way, which is like, doesn't happen in the way that it should, uh, you know, now. Um, so like, but, their, uh, mo their motorcycle trip actually could have happened in real life. They, they, <laughs> they've had those kinds of experiences over the years. Like these guys are like proper friends. And in okay. particular, Rob Garrison, and Billy Zapka are were like best friends, like okay. to this day, to like till, you know, his passing. Uh -huh. um, so in terms of reaching out to the guys, we had you know we had Billy, we had Marty Cove, who also is in touch with those guys. Yeah. So it was easy for them to for us to reach out, especially when the show was happening and like people saw season one and people knew it was good. Then it became like okay, well, is there an opportunity for them? And we're like, we have a plan, we have a thought for it, and you know, it started with the body bag, you know, idea. It was yeah. like, you know, when you're, when you reach our age, our ages, like, you know, you start to have those kinds of things happen in your life and it's heartbreaking, but it's real. Yeah. And we wanted to kind of explore that kind of thing, but because we're fucked up comedy people, we're like, <laughs> let, we're just like, let's do the most like, like bizarrely dark joke right amidst a very powerful emotional moment for this group of friends. And uh, it was it was an incredible week on set. I'll just say that all those guys loved being back together, loved yeah. working together in that way, loved having specificity with each of their characters. And they got to kind of on camera have the camaraderie that they have in real life. And it was really nice. Well, no, I have to ask because the moment I saw that, <laughs> that episode in particular was just, I mean, it was so moving and it was, it was like it, nostalgic moving. It was funny. It was like every, that episode was just so great. What was Rob's reaction when you <laughs> told him as, you know, as he was, yeah. as well, he actually was. Well, well here's, sick. here's, he was not, he was not sick. Oh, he that's wasn't the, sick. No, that's the oh, that's I that's he was. that's the all up, That's the all the more like mind-blowingly horrible like aftermath. Holy shit! I did not but know. No, that. he was not. He was not. So it was one. It was one of those things where, you, oh. first of all, like he was he was extremely excited at the prospect of coming back on the show. Um, he's he's a man who is a, a really great actor yeah. who had some. I think some family across the country I think was ill so he ended up like he's been living in West Virginia for a very long time now outside of the business and it's been it's been sad for him this is it was sad for him it was a it was a man who like has a passion for acting who had to kind of give that part mm -hmm. of his life up and for him to be able to come back and do this and play the, the, this character again when he first heard the first thing was we said to him we had a phone call with him and we said you know, your character, like, we're just going to give you a heads up on this. You have the richest, best episode here. Yeah. But your character is going to pass away. And at first he's like, oh, he was so <laughs> upset about it because he was just like, this is like, you know, I think he was like, okay, well, this is a show. Maybe I could come back more and that kind of a thing. And right. we're just like, read, read the script. And he read the script and he was very emotional. He called us up very emotional and was just like, thank you. Like, thank you for like, like a really juicy opportunity as an actor 
for me to get to do. And he was all in on it. He loved the experience. It was like, I, I'll never forget the, the Friday when we finished shooting, we all, we all went out for beers and just like listened to them tell stories. Yeah. And it was an amazing, amazing thing. When he saw the episode, he was so passionate about it. And we were actually planning to write him in for the next season. We had a, a, a thought where there was going to be like, you know, while Johnny has a, an emotional kind of dream, like dream sequence kind of thing oh, okay. where he, where his, his friend uh, who had passed away, you know, ends up returning and speaking with him. Um, but, uh, you know, it never got there. Yeah. What about um? I'm sorry. Go ahead, I can't reveal like who it was, but there was I was on a show early on in my career, and we they they killed off an actor, and but the actor was really upset about it. I remember the showrunner at the time. I'm a baby writer at this time. The showrunner came back into the writers' room because we're like, "How did he take it? How did he take it?" He's like, he was upset, but he kept pitching that he comes back as a ghost in a show. as a joke, and I'm like, "Yeah." And the showrunner was very embarrassed. I said, "What did you say?" He said. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it right now. We're going to talk about making him a ghost. <laughs> I, 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 I've always, that's, it's always got to be a, a traumatic uh, um, a thing to do. Go, I'm sorry, answer. You just made okay. me think that though. Okay, so there's kind of two things about, okay, did Chad McQueen, is he going to come back? Well, it, it was, we, we pursued him uh-huh. for that episode and we had conversations with him and it didn't end up working out. Like it okay. was one of those things where he's he was intrigued, he was interested, but like he's a really busy guy um, who hasn't, but he also hasn't acted in a while. He's got a lot of different things kind of going on and just the timing didn't work out at the okay. time, but there's always the potential of him returning one day. I mean, Dutch is one of our favorite characters. He, so. Okay, he was like, cause he was such an asshole in the movie. Yes. Like he, he was such a bad guy. Now I'm a like which a terrible. Was he? I'm sorry, because this is where my which one was the he? bleach bleach bond. Guy. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm a like terrible insomniac. So a lot of times when I can't sleep, I'll start. I always will go to like BuzzFeed and you know like look at those ten things you didn't know about you know whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah. That was fucking Steve McQueen's son. Yes. Yes. Chad McQueen is Steve McQueen's son, wow. and he's also related to Enrique Iglesias. I didn't know that part. Yeah, that, that's a weird Venn like, diagram. Yeah, you ha- please, it, like it. I'm like, wait, what? And it's like, oh no. So Steve McQueen is Chad McQueen's dad. Yeah, and his mother is like, <laughs> like Julio Iglesias is like he's related to Enrique wow. Iglesias. That's his first cousin, and Steve McQueen's his fucking dad. Like that's the strangest. That is combo. <laughs> like one of those hey, fun facts. I'm like, yeah, that I'm is like, a fun fact. I was like, that's the strangest shit ever. Now, did y'all make Hawk Dutch? You know, in, in, in different characters are like sometimes one guy, like one character from the past, mm-hmm. and sometimes not. Like there, there is an element where like Hawk has is a little bit Dutch. Right. Um, you know, there's, you know, the, uh, for some of the obvious comparisons in terms yeah. of like, you know, uh, where Hawk hair. goes <laughs> and having a hair thing and having like, yeah. be, being like a little bit like intense. Like hyper aggressive about. Yeah, yeah hi- hyper aggressive. Yeah. And now let me ask you about getting Sensei back. I mean. Sensei Crease. Sensei yes. Crease. And. <laughs> And when I like after watching this, and I also want to get back to the it dropping on Netflix and then just blowing up. 
I, I end up seeing something on like Daily Mail of Sensei Kreese, what's his name? Martin Coe. Martin oh. Leaving like Ralph's and he was wearing a Cobra Kai, his like OG Cobra Kai leather jacket. Like it was like the paparazzi caught him and that's just how he was shopping in his fucking Cobra Kai that, that, That's it. So uh, needless to say, <laughs> it wasn't hard to get Martin Coe back. Yeah. <laughs> Mar Marty. It's like, Mar hey, would you like to you just yeah. tearing out? <laughs> the thing with Marty. Oh, so Mar He's first of all, he's hilarious and such a sweetheart. He's like the opposite of of Crease in terms of that. And I think he just understands the ridiculousness of like that evil sensei. Yeah. Um, but like you know, he it's he it's the character. He he's done a, a ton of movies and TV over the years, but it's what he's most famous for. Okay. And he you know he leans into it and has leaned into it he goes to a lot of comic cons and those kinds of things he's doing and a commercial right now right the, oh, the yeah. koala, koala kai yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i see his face like he was born with that face that's just yeah. like oh he, my god you he looks like he's gonna fire you like every no, he, <laughs> he was he was the counselor at the rich camp across the lake in every 80s camp movie you know <laughs> we gotta beat these losers Totally. Yeah, totally. But he, yeah. he was the thing with him that was really fun was so we, we tell him, OK, we're going to bring you into the show because he's like, he hears that there's this Cobra Kai show going. Like, first of all, like we kept it very like secret, us and Ralph and Billy before pitching it around town. We didn't mm -hmm. want like anyone else to know because we didn't know if it would actually happen. Right. So then when, right. when once we sold it and it was going to be announced, that was sort of like like right before then is when we told Marty and. Uh, and he was just very excited about it. And then we sit him down and we say, okay, so here's the, here's the situation. Like you're going to be in the very last episode of season one, the very last scene. And it's a Sorry. big reveal. It's a huge moment, a big shocking moment yes. that's going to launch us into season two. And you're going to bet then the next year you'll have a big role in the show. And for him, he's like, can I just come like maybe episode two? <laughs> Can I come like episode five? And he was just constantly like lobbying us to like be on the show earlier. He was and just then on the, the clock the, waiting. But he, even worse for him was the fact that he had to keep it a secret because this thing is a big surprise. So this is a man who like loves, like he's a people person. He loves talking to people. He loves engaging. And everywhere he goes, people are asking him about, you know, Karate Kid. And then when the show, when Cobra Kai gets announced and stuff, they're like, are you on the show? Like, so, he and he can't say anything. He can't say anything. So like, it was like his own personal hell for like a year. That's where he's just Yeah. So he's just it shopping was, at Ralph's in a Cobra Kai jacket. Yeah, exa exa exactly. So, but it was like, it was like miserable for him. So then as soon as it came out, it was there. Like he, now he's like living his best life and he's yeah. very, very happy. When you, y'all, you, you and your, your two partners posted the picture of the five of you in front of the Netflix building the selfie yeah and when i love okay first i just thought it was funny that you're like that's where y'all wanted the show to originally be it went to youtube uh red you do red and red then premium, premium. You're, the, all, you're the reason yeah i i, had a, I bought youtube red for you because every first of all <laughs> you had one of the greatest word of mouth campaigns on earth like uh, uh, on twitter like i went because I, I I was never gonna subscribe to YouTube Red, and then I'm looking at like Patton Oswalt's talking about Cobra Kai, and and like everybody I follow is like telling me about Cobra, like, and first because I'm you know I liked Karate Kid, I saw it a number of times. Cobra Kai, why do I know that name even? And it was yeah. like, and then it, it, when it hit, it's like, oh, that's a genius. Of course, I have to get YouTube Red now. 
So, but yeah, you got, you had the right people watch that show early on. Yeah. But how, how much like vindication did you feel when it went to Netflix yeah. and then just yeah. shot to fucking it, number one? It, it, like it, uh, everyone is, it's trending. Like everyone's talking about it. And it, it, like, it, like people were going, oh, did you just know this just came out? And like that came out. It, it didn't just come out like that shit's yeah. fucking it, been it, out you know like it, was it, it just such a like netflix it, it was <laughs> no well it was first of all it was the best it was great yeah, must- i mean like so i'll just i'll just say like you know when we conceived of the show it was like at a time where stranger things had just sort of come out okay. and we're just like we're like if we when we do this show this show is going to be on netflix it's going to be huge it's going to be like this people like stranger things they'll like this and it's like there's the Karate Kid is this beloved thing. Oh, this is just going to be a huge show on Netflix. And we thought it was just like a no-brainer. And, right. and then our very first pitch meeting was to YouTube Premium. And they brought like every executive in the company to the meeting. Uh-huh. And before we finished the meeting, uh, Suzanne Daniels, who was in charge over there, was just like, okay, just, just making this clear, like we're buying this, we're doing it, we're going to do a full season of the show. And we hadn't written a word yet. So oh, wow. you get, you guys, you know, you're in the business, you know yeah. what it's like. So yeah. to have a place say to you, okay, Great we're going to like yeah. go straight to series on your show and let you do it your way. And then just let you do your thing. You're like, whoa, that like, suddenly you're like, that's the dream. Right. So we pitched to other places and everywhere else we pitched to wanted the show, including Netflix. And when we took that picture, we left the Netflix meeting. Ted Sarandos was in our pitch meeting. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, so it was like one of those things where it was like, because I think Patton actually told him about like, look out for this, this is coming. Yeah. Because like, we, had, we had told Patton that we were going out with it. And it was just one of those things where we left there, we're like, oh, we're definitely selling it here. And they wanted it and they were very into it. But the thing is, again, we were three guys who wrote R-rated comedies our entire career. And we did have an awesome sizzle reel that gave a sense of what the, the tone yeah. of the show would be. But until they actually saw a script and Netflix likes to see a script before going to series on something, yeah. it was one of those things where they're just like, please, like if you have a script, show us the script. And the, the irony is like, we actually wrote two scripts before the deal closed with YouTube. Like wow. we could have shown that we could have shown Netflix the script then, but we didn't think that was the right thing to do. We thought that Actually, was not cool yeah. given what YouTube. Yeah. I would have done exactly what, what you, you did. The, right. the idea to get to do what you did to get that kind of freedom, it doesn't come around that much. I just, uh, yesterday I was on with yeah. a friend who was, in a, who was in a similar situation with sort of a, a, a lesser platform, but total freedom. And I, yeah. I, you know, I referenced you guys and I've referenced a couple other things. It's like, do, you know, you're, you're in this to make the best possible show, go wherever you can do that. And then other things will flow from that. Yeah. yeah and the thing, the thing with YouTube was at the time they were telling us, we're going to compete with Netflix. You're going to be our house of cards. You're going to be our first really big giant show, but we're going to have a bunch of others and stuff like that. And I think they all believed that what they didn't realize, and maybe I think it was wishful thinking in their heads was that Google didn't believe that Google was like, "Eh, let's see how this thing goes out. And this was their big stab. They're going to like, we're going to prove it through Cobra Kai, what we can do. And what I will say is the executives over there were phenomenal. Like, like every last one of them that we worked with were great. Dustin Davis was one of the execs over there. And this, this, yeah, uh, have you worked yeah, with Dustin? I, I worked with Suzanne at the when I was back at the WB. That's where I met John Cho. I want yeah. to get that because I'll talk more extensively about that. But yeah, and 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 I I just always thought she was really smart. You know, I yeah. just and, yeah. And I'd worked with Greg. My very first yeah, job, she, her, her husband. I worked with him. My very first job 
when I moved out here. So he's, uh, yeah. So they're, you, they're, oh, nice. they're obviously they're creative and smart. They, they were really great. And they were, they were, they were just very supportive. And it was one of those things that, you know, the show comes out, it gets, you know, a hundred percent Rotten Tomatoes. And we're like, blow, our minds were blown because we felt proud of what we did. But it was one of those things that like, you never know how that's going to work out. And then like, it got- You really didn't know it was so, going to be that great? No, we knew, we knew it was great. Let me be clear. We knew I know, the but show like, was Ron, great. We didn't like, know that, I would have felt like, yeah, we're going to nail this. If Ron, like, I would have just assumed I, I, Tomatoes I, would have been sucking I, I, my D yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I've, been, I've been wrong before. I'll say that. Oh. You know, no, I mean, I, I've been, you can, it's, there's two, you, you know, it's, there's two questions there. One, did you know it was going to be great? And, you know, you, you can tell, and I'm sure you did. And I know we, you know, you can all tell when something's great. Is this going to be a hit? Is it completely? completely separate question. There's great television out there that doesn't always get, well, I, I think of that show, um, I think of that show Patriot on Amazon, which is by far mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows that no one's ever seen. And it's like- I, I, I did watch it because of you. It, it's great. Fantastic, and yeah. It's fantastic, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's like, I just, uh, um, so that's sort of the part that's out of your hands. So- uh, um, Yeah, you know, it was, it was interesting. Like I knew that it would be, I knew that people who watched it would love it. I had confidence in that and, yeah. and it, but it was like, you know, we made, you know, we made uh, American reunion, American, the fourth American yeah, yeah. pie movie. And that movie, when we tested it at universal, it tested higher than any movie in the history of universal at the time. The executives there were all like blown away. It was like yeah. crowd pleasing. It was exactly what an American pie sequel should be. Yeah. And then when, when we went on Rotten Tomatoes, it got like in the forties, which is not horrible for a comedy. But yeah. it was like it was like yeah. it was devastating after watching theater full theaters full of people like yeah. in all over the world dying laughing every moment of it and then seeing that so when when we do this it was like I figured because it had Karate Kid and because YouTube was really going to push it in their own way yeah. that people that people would like it and see it but the Rotten Tomatoes thing surprised me but what was what was crazy was at the time when we were coming out with YouTube was it felt gigantic. It felt like because on YouTube, there's all the all the, the comments underneath. Right. So you're seeing in real time. That's people, true. Yeah, people yeah. like, so you're knowing that like people, like many millions of people are watching it and the numbers were like insane. But like, yeah. you know, the first episode, like 90 million people had seen on, on, YouTube, on YouTube or so it was just like, you just felt like, oh, wow, this is gigantic. Also, I just want to say to get, because the people like YouTube commentators are famously really nice. Oh yeah, I mean. So 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 you for you to under get my standard clip on oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That goes, yeah, you know that you didn't get like go kill yourself. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. So so but, yeah. But every yeah, and that's what like everything about the fact that people on YouTube, you you took something that's so beloved. Like if if you had slightly fucked up, you would have just been. <laughs> Well, I think destroyed by the, the, the you know the terrible yeah. people on the but internet, the, but but the everyone key, loved it. The key though was everyone expected it to be shit. Like everyone expected it to be garbage because they're like they're they're like oh most sequels are not are disappointing. Yeah. It's sure. like why are why are they doing this? Like a lot of people like were like you know our our biggest thing that we would always say while making it and also in their marketing was just like we don't want this to come off as low rent. We want it to come off as like a true continuation of the Karate Kid franchise. Yeah. And that, that's been our mantra the entire time. Yes, it has a different tone in certain ways because of going through Cobra Kai and the age and modern day and all that stuff. But it was always supposed to be that. And 
Um, you know, our, our fear, but I think that everyone's expectation was the lowest rent version of it's not only is it a sequel, but it's on YouTube. So people yeah. expected it to be straight garbage. Low so, expectations are always your friend. I want them all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And, and, and even when like the Jaden Smith Karate Kid, came, like I didn't want to watch it. I would because in my head I was like, I hate the fact that there are going to be kids out there that think Jaden Smith is the Karate Kid. We we well, actually watch you. <laughs> is that, but we have in Harold and Kumar three. We actually have a reference to that right. it's it's one of those things that we did like we, we referenced karate it, kid i saw before. that is, is that out harold and kumar three yeah no that was the christmas one that was the third one so we yeah, haven't yeah. made we haven't made a fourth one yet so we made yeah. it was I'm, white white I'm castle and I, yeah. I love yeah. well i like i we talked about this before we started shooting but i met john i was doing um a, a, a second show with John Cho that never aired called The Men's Room on NBC, but we, aired, we shot six talking about low expectations. And John and your partner came to the set um, with John Cho and he, was, and he introduced me. He says, I'm doing this movie. And I, all I heard was White Castle because being from New Jersey, you know, I, I was like, yeah, who's this person? White Castle, you make a movie about White Castle? I was like, yeah. And we went to the um, uh, premiere of that and it was my favorite premiere because they serve White Castle. It was White Castle stuff everywhere. And I, I can't, like, Vegas opened up a White Castle. Yes, and every time I'm in Vegas, whoever I'm with, I'm like, I just have to go to White Castle. I'm sorry. It's, yeah. And I know it's not great. And I don't expect any, like, it's not the kind of thing I'm going to say, like, oh, you got to try this. I'm like, yeah. no, you're probably going to hate this. But yeah. this is the taste of my childhood. That's yeah. exactly it. White Castle in Verona, New Jersey. And... We would always hit it on the way back from the bowling alley. And it was, we called it Rat Burgers. And it was my, and it was, so yeah, it was, it, it was great. And I was like, I was so happy because we always, when we, the first show I did with John was a show called Off Center on the WV, which you said you watched. Yeah, which is why, which like that show gave us the confidence to write Harold and Kamar go to White Castle. That makes me so, oh. <laughs> my favorite thing Amazing. that ever came out. Because I really love that show, even though, you know, it's it great. It, but he was, I, I John to me, and I, I, he's still a good friend. And he's just one of the, he's, he, I think he's a very, very, He's a great actor. He's handsome as the day is long, but he's also, he's just such a good comic performer. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. And he doesn't get to do comedy enough these days. And he, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, inter it's interesting because, you know, when I was in college- um, Where'd you uh, go to school at? Uh, University of Pennsylvania. Okay. And, went to the same uh, school as uh, Donald Trump. You went to the Wharton School. I, I went to the Wharton School. I was in the same class as Donald, Donald Trump Jr. Oh, at, uh, I was born. I was born in Wharton, Texas. If that, yeah, well, that's close. That's basically the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I get went it. to Sam I, Houston State University, where Dan Rather went to school. So we have I the get same the Don Jr. Yeah. vibe from you, John. By the way, you um, get, you, I, I give you a Don Jr. vibe. <laughs> you yeah. yes. Don Jr. but less date rapey. Okay, well, it's, at least it's less. Yeah. Still, still date rape, even not. That's still um, a compliment. Right. I don't know that Don Jr. ever date rape, but if you made date rape a person, it would look like Don Jr. <laughs> I think that's probably true. Um, so, so go on. Um, I lost. I lost. Okay, oh, you no, lost okay, I got it. No, I, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. No, I was, so I, I've had this friend, um, Harold Lee, and the real Harold. Oh, wow. Um, since I was in middle school when I lived in Pittsburgh, and then we reunited when we were in college at, at Penn, and then American Pie comes out. And 
and Harold doesn't exactly look like John Cho, but he looked enough like John Cho uh-huh. to people in Philadelphia who just saw American Pie. So every time we'd go out to bars and stuff, we'd hear Milf. people would, pe- you'd hear Melf and you would hear people, <laughs> um, people would go over to him genuinely thinking that he was the guy in American Pie. Like, oh, often. yeah. And it was, wow. and, it, and it didn't happen like once or twice. It happened routinely every time we went out. So it just sounds like racism is what I'm hearing. It, it, it's, it was part racism, but <laughs> part like reality. But it was one of the part, you know, just, you know, it was all, uh, it was honest and coming from a good place from these people. That's and, good. and, and when Hayden and I started writing, you know, before Harold and Kumar, we had written some other scripts and we always had characters, Harold and Kumar as the side characters, like the main characters were, you know, re- re- like more like, you know, it would be like Ben and Evan instead of yeah, John yeah, and yeah. Hayden. Yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And then the, their best friends would be Harold and Kumar because a lot of our friends uh, were Asian and Indian guys and we had a friend named Harold. So it was one of those things that like, you know, we we always wrote them as side characters, but then, and John, and because we loved John so much in American Pie, then we watched Off Center and we loved Eddie K. Thomas also. Yeah. Um, and it was like, so we watched Off Center and we're like, we're like, John Cho's hilarious. Like yeah. he's like the Kramer of this show. He's sure. he's He's so good. And we're like, this guy could carry a movie. So- it gave us the confidence to write Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. No, I, I honestly, I like, I, I, I had such a good feeling for you guys just based on that. And so did a lot of people I worked with at that time because I was really glad that you, um, I was so happy people saw that for him. And God knows he doesn't need our help right now in his uh, career. But, uh, you know, you know, at the time, I want, this guy should be a bigger star. And, um, yeah. and I also just deeply, what I love, well, a couple of things, I, I just want to now fanboy over this real quick in the last, at the end of this podcast, but you perfectly captured the difficulty of getting anything done when you're high. Like that everything feels like a Herculean effort. And just like, I, 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 I really do remember being like, this wasn't in, it was up at Syracuse, but like there was, a, there was a hamburger truck that was just across campus and it was there till three in the morning. And it was just like, and just, a half hour of deliberating, how are we gonna get <laughs> And the idea of you taking that and turning it into like almost a, um, the journey of the hero, a Star Wars journey of the hero where like, you're, you're accomplishing all of that stuff is so great. And I just, I, I have to ask you because you brought it up before, because I, in, in, if I helped you get John Cho in that movie, I think you helped get Neil Patrick Harris and how I met your mother. Like, well, I, you I, did. I, I, I know. I know that definitively. Yeah, uh, I, I, I actually yeah. know that. I really yeah, 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 but I, I, and, and so yeah. you, how did you? How did you know he? I mean, just like him on ecstasy, playing himself, being just the biggest pussy hound in the world. Like, it, it's just like it is one of the greatest cameos in a comedy. It's just the, the scene where he is out the sunroof. It's like, oh yeah, me out the yes. <laughs> I, I like tears were streaming down. I was laughing so fucking hard because at the time I'm like, why is Doogie Howser? What is he doing? Well, well, <laughs> I know he could do that. Like, well, I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. So first of all, it just conceptually, we thought because of Doogie Howser, just even if he just said the lines and was not a great actor, for sure, it would be, it would be funny. Right. So you knew that much. But at the time, he was drawing rave reviews on Broadway. Like he yeah. was like getting a lot of, uh, and we had seen enough of his work to be like, this guy's really smart and he's very, he's very talented. And we hoped that he would see the joke and what's going on there. 
And then he delivered, he shows up on, he shows up on set. And uh, like, like you guys are talking about laughing your ass off while watching it. Like I remember like having to leave set because I was <laughs> laughing too hard and causing problems. Like I, I was ruining the takes because every time he would open his mouth, I would just die laughing at first. When he, um, he was tweaking out and he was like, you're a fucking fur burger. Like, yeah. like he was like so aggressive. He, he's, he's the best. Like he I, literally ele he elevated that. it. Yeah, I'm looking at, because I know John and I'm watching even in that scene, it's like, how are you holding it together? Like, or is it is it just about to break in some of that? It was like, it's so good. Are there outtakes that you can secretly send us? Like, I don't know. I wish I, I wish I had all that stuff. I don't, you know, this, these were different days. I was, I was writing it, but I was lucky. It was the best experience ever as a writer because yeah. usually you write a feature and then you're just not there. But yeah. uh, Danny Liner, who was our director on it, wanted Hayden and I to be like sitting behind him throughout the entire uh, so shoot. Great. So that was my film school. Like I literally had never like been on a film set until that really. Um, That's amazing. Okay. I have to ask this because I know we're probably, Danny, where are we on time? I, yeah, I we have six minutes. Big... Ask okay. this. Is Elizabeth Shue coming back? Can you say that? Or no? I can't say, I can't say either is way. She, is she at Ralph's in a Cobra Kai jacket? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she's doing that. No, it's it's so funny. Like uh, what I will say is when we filmed um, the season two finale, and you see her phone, uh, yes. or, or the phone call coming in. Yes. We at that moment we had no idea whether or not she would be on the show. Okay. So I'll tell you that much, and I can't tell you which way it went. But you Did know, you have her kill. This will help us. Did you have her killed on the boys? <laughs> So we could do this? We did do that. that okay, was, cool. That was and that's that all was we need hard. to know. Yes. It was after the uh, breastfeeding shit on the... And <laughs> also, the can I get a Cobra Kai G? I, I, you want you want? I'll, get, I'll send you measurements if uh, wardrobe I, I, will send me. <laughs> and I'll just wear it all the time. I'll wear it we'll to see. Ralph's. I don't give a shit. All right. Well, <laughs> I won't go shy. We'll have to talk to Frank Helmer, who is our, uh, <laughs> our costume designer. We'll see if we can um, hook you up. But that made me laugh. Like, when I was watching Cobra Kai, I'm like, I finished it and I remember thinking, I have a crush on Johnny Lawrence. Uh -huh. And I always had, but I was embarrassed to admit it because he was a bad guy. Uh-huh. And then I was like, now I feel like, you know, like now, now, you, everything. now you feel vindicated. Yeah. And now actually I don't I hate to say that. I'm like, I don't know that I want to be a part of Miyagi though. I kind of mm -hmm. think that I would join Cobra Kai. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Like, we'll see. The way that the way that it you make i mean y'all just did such a great job like i said the character yeah. development the way that everyone you see both sides of the story there was parts where I, I wanted to go like you know if if daniel and johnny just talked a little more <laughs> <laughs> this would work out better but no it's it's quite well, funny and in well, the cold the cold open with back in black was my favorite oh. thing that was, that was, we wrote that in. We wanted, Back in Black, actually, we had in our, as our temp song in episode one, instead of uh, uh, Nothing But a Good Time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had Back in Black there, and then uh, they were not clearing any songs. Uh, ACDC, weren't, they weren't clearing any songs. I think uh, one of the band members had passed away, and it was just like a whole thing. So we wrote it in the next season, like, at, wrote it in the script, and we were lucky that we got it there, but, uh, but that scene—I mean, just using that song for that particular part was was perfect, and it worked great. What about okay? Quick before we—I know we have to go, but I had last year, about a year ago, I did this little bit on "To Tell the Truth," a Anthony Anderson thing, where they just a friend of mine that worked on the show was like, "Hey, we need someone to dress in a Bigfoot costume and just sit in the crowd 
because they're <laughs> going to have like a person that's a Bigfoot expert and then two people pretending to be or whatever. And they just wanted to cut to the crowd and then I would clap, whatever. But the two other like segments, there was Allie Willis was on and Allie Willis is a, she had, she passed away like a month later, which was kind of crazy, yeah. but she wrote September for Earth, Wind and Fire. She wrote the theme song to Friends and she wrote, you're the best around. Are y'all going to use that song? Because I didn't catch it ever. You know, it, it's it's not on the show yet. We did, it, It's in Netflix did like the legacy trailer before uh-huh. uh, it came over there and it's in there. Uh, we, it was the first time we gave, we said, okay, you could use it for that because we thought it was the right moment. We right. haven't thought as to where we might use it on the show, but we haven't uh, used suggest- it in the first if, if I can make a suggestion, I would use it for a montage. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, really? no, but no one ever thought of that. Uh, you know, that's a, and that's like, you know, I have a couple more years of experience in the business. I mean, feel free. I want to pass it along. But um, I just remember meeting her and sweating my face off in a Bigfoot costume. And I was like, okay. like, I literally thought I was going to die in that. I was so excited to meet her. I never knew that was her deal until after she passed away. I'm so sad to say. Uh, I was like, her, yeah, what she did in life was like phenomenal. I, I have a great picture of me like in the Bigfoot costume, just shooting the shit with her, like just <laughs> sweat rolling down my face. That's awesome. really killed me. But well, um, this has been this has truly been I, I, this has been really interesting. I mean, I think I also think for anybody listening who's like inter- interested in the writing process and coming up with something that's it's very instructive about this, you know, and, and, uh, um, and you talk about it really well. And, and, uh, just, and you know, I because, you know, my karate, please don't hit me story i take boxing which i haven't been able to do during the whole pandemic because that's not a great idea but again it's the same thing just put the pads on your hands and i'll hit them but please don't hit me back (laughs) eddie who uh is fantastic he's also a friend his protege that he has had since but his name is miguel (laughs) <laughs> it's it's meant to be it's oh, meant God. to be and I, I was like texting i'm like eddie please tell me you've seen cobra kai he's like i've seen it fucking twice jenny grow up like, <laughs> <laughs> i was like i swear to god i feel like this is eddie and miguel were like johnny and miguel it was adorable that yeah is adorable. real it's, quick before we go guys remind us we always do this are you watching anything on tv oh yeah do you want to recommend anything recommend uh, i mean the last week i've been you know what i've been watching <laughs> been yeah i know we news. all have that. Uh, no, but four uh, seasons you know, total landscaping like everyone else. It's a number yeah, of exactly. Show, right? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I've been watching Pen Fifteen season two on Hulu, and that's always awesome. Yeah. It's sublime. It's so good. Did it make you a little uncomfortable at parts? Because I it had does, to it like does. turn it off and like my my favorite thing about it, like I love the young cast so much. Me too. Like, each each kid who's on that show is amazing and well, so perfectly cast. Yeah. Uh, so that's I can't that's why those two girls aren't fucking thirteen or fourteen. They're like they're, ama- they're they're our they're, age. They're so. yeah, they're hilarious. They're yeah. amazing. And yeah. I've been I've been I just gotten into Kingdom. You know the the it's about the MMA gym. Yeah, uh, I heard that's good. It's it's great. It's you know Paul Walter Hauser who is on Cobra Kai as Stingray. He's oh a guy. Oh my god, he's fucking great. I love yeah. him. Yeah. So that so I uh, when I first learned about him through um, the movie I Tanya. Yes. And I remember seeing him in that movie, and I'm right. just like this. I'm like this guy is amazing. I, he felt so real, yes. and I was like, I was like, where do they find this guy? Was he in I Tanya? He was um, Galuli's friend. He, he, oh, yeah. that, I, that guy is without a doubt the best. I yeah, love him. exactly. 
So yeah, the, moment, the, mo yeah, the moment I saw it, it's one of those things like I've made movies my whole career before this TV show. And I, what, I've always been jealous of people who have TV shows because it's like, oh, they could watch something and then like they might be able to put somebody in an episode of that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was one of those things where I saw Itanya and I'm like, I'm putting this guy on Cobra Kai. Oh, he I'm going to get him in it. So when he comes with the fucking goatee yeah. and he was Stingray. God, that was but funny. I, but he, he's on, he's on the, sh the show Kingdom, which he shot a few years back. And uh, it's Frank Grillo and it's about an MMA gym. And yeah, it's I really, really good. Really okay. good show. I'm only a few episodes in so far, but I'm enjoying it thoroughly. I'm going to check it out. What have you been watching, Danny? I watched um, I watched a Brit British comedy that was, and it was on, it's called 2012. And it's about, it's sort of like the office. It's about making the, it's, the people who are putting on the 2012 Olympics in London. And it's with Hugh Bonneville and it's a mockumentary. And it is, it's so funny. And I had no idea Hugh Bonneville was funny. And it's, it, you know, from uh, Downton Abbey. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then uh, there's a nut, and then it went on after they, it gets into that, that for two seasons. And then I'm going to start today. There's another one called, I think it's W2A. And it's, a, he then goes to work at the BBC. And okay. it's really funny. So those are my things. Jenny? Okay. Mine, well, y'all are going to laugh because why not but on netflix i never watched dexter oh i yeah. never watched dexter. you know all of i the, i've never watched dexter and i all got of them are, they they put them all on netflix i just started it that is a fucking amazing show it's yeah. great. I, I, i've been i've been wanting to see that for this entire time that it's been yeah. out like i silence of the lambs is one of my favorite movies ever so yeah. just like the idea of like a serial killer kind of show so it's just like I, and i've just never it's never happened for me. It, it's, and, and, and the whole like concept of it is, it's so smart having the guy be like a blood spatter expert yeah, and a serial killer. It's secondly, just because of everything that's gone on in the world and we need yeah. a laugh. Yeah. I highly recommend, I'm gonna ask Guy to put a link. There is on YouTube, this guy's account, he's called Mr. Video. And uh -huh. it's just him reacting to like watching a music video for the first time like him watching uh ram lam black betty yeah yeah <laughs> it's the and, and the whole time by the way when he's he's like all right let's get it going he puts a joint in his mouth uh -huh. he's like uh-huh uh-huh and he just gets so excited it's like if you're just in a mood and you want to get away from it mr video youtube so well, dexter mr. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being a part of our show. Everybody, uh, if you haven't seen Cobra Kai, you're idiots, go watch it. Yeah. And um, thank you and so Guy, much. Guy, do uh, you have one, anything before? Do you have anything you want to say? No, uh, have you guys watched Ted Lasso? No. I got to see that. Everyone says it's the best. It's I, awesome. I want to watch it. And I'm like, oh, I got to get Apple TV. Oh, Apple subscription now. You could yeah. get a free month and then cancel. I already did it. I did that oh, for okay. morning show. Now I can't. <laughs> 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 Which morning show was great too, by the way. Well, uh, I'm gonna check that out, that Ted Lasso. Thanks, Guy. Yeah, and th John, I cannot thank you enough. This was so much fun. And I literally could probably go in for another hour asking you questions. <laughs> well, it's, it, it, this has been a pleasure. I, I, I'll come back anytime. Just, I did uh -oh. a sketch in my college video thing of the Karate Yid, where I was <laughs> Karate Kid, and it wasn't funny, but it had that pun. So I uh, 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 just want to say that. Anyway, 
Goodbye, Thank everybody. Thank you all. All right, all right appreciate it, Don. Thank you, Don.